Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sound check, points, 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 DJ points, love points, DJ points. Owen, points? Hello, 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 hello. Sonia, points. <laughs> Kira, a dazzling place for you and me. A dazzling place for me. Oh my god, your voice is so nice. Hi guys, welcome to another snowcast. We're here in Phil Grimes. Uh, it's myself, DJ, Owen, and we have Sonia and Kira back on again after a couple of weeks. Where they were on a few weeks ago, a brilliant episode. Check it out if you haven't listened to it. And we're quite giddy because tonight, guys, we've just been to see the uh, live action version of Aladdin. So, uh, for those of you who know Waterford, we're in Phil Grimes. Oh, I thought you were going to say that for those of you who don't know Aladdin. Who is that like? <laughs> you, yeah, for those of you who don't know Aladdin, me. me. <laughs> uh, so, we're in Phil Grimes and. Phil Grimes is uh, magical because there's uh, the Odeon Cinemas at the back of it. So when you come out of the cinema, the back door of Phil Grimes just ma- you're magnetised towards it, and you end up going in and having a pint after the cinema. And with all the popcorn, it's so salty, like you'd have a longing for a nice oh thirst quencher. That first pint I had there was just gone in, gone in sixty seconds. Gone in sixty seconds. We have an awful lot to get through tonight because we're going to talk about Disney for the, the entirety of this episode. Uh, so we're going to quickly go through on tonight. What is your choice of drink to quench your thirst? Oh, so came in the most inviting-looking tap in Phil Grimes here tonight. Was Agreed. A black Salero passion fruit sour. And Why fuck do you love a passion fruit sour? Why fuck do I love one? And did you choose it because of the name Salero? Yeah, well, that also I really like it. I like sour in general. Yeah, yeah. So. so, so a couple of weeks ago, Sissy Youngs, which would have been a regular haunt of myself, Owen and Kira's when we were in college, put up a tweet that they were now pouring Blacks that can sell Salero passion fruit sour. So I was tweeting and being like, have you this on tap in Waterford? And when we came in and saw it, it was just like, oh, so I went straight to the toilet. When I came out, Owen had already ordered himself a Salero and I was like, oh my God, I want a Salero. 
but even if the label even sticks out at you we might make the label the, the top label like the image for the show oh it's so good so it's a 4% double dry hot pastry sour it's so thirst quenching it's delicious uh, sim- similar to very sim- it's similar to Castaway but a bit fruitier um, less less tart more fruit so uh I won't mention my ex-girlfriends on this one. <laughs> Not like last week. Um, so excellent. So myself and Owen are both on the uh, Pashford Sour by the Blacksican Sale. The Solero. We're both. We're both. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, speak, speaking of tarts, Sonia. <laughs> we've gone. Yeah, we've gone. We've gone fucking nuclear early. <laughs> Oh, Sonia, what are you drinking tonight to thirst your popcorn twin? Quench your popcorn thirst. I love you too. Um, I love you. Thanks for that lovely intro. I don't think so, yeah. I'd say, like, when Tom, when Tom sees you walk in, he just pours a glass instinctively. They have a dry martini and prosecco cocktail. Would that interest you? No. Yeah. But the glass thing as well is. I know it's yeah, it's amazing. And it's so like, it's so fizzy as well. Like you know, it's proper. Yeah. But see, it's not losing any fizz because when you open a bottle, the fizz isn't de- going out of it. Staying on top in a valve, it just retains the carbonation. Yeah, yeah, excellent. And then moving on to who someone who I definitely not going to call a tart, <laughs> but I will call her the coon, Kira Cooney. Kira, what are you drinking? No, I know, I, I don't blame you, but. Uh, yeah, what, what are you drinking tonight to quench your popcorn thirst? I ended up copying Sonia and getting Prosecco too, and I'm really happy with my choice. It's a really nice Prosecco. Excellent. Her first drink is mainly on me. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not bring that up. And if you can't hear this podcast, it's because Kira spilled wine on the microphones <laughs> before she even drank any. Ah, <laughs> uh, look. I'll put it this way, you know. I can't believe we have the microphones months and it's the first time a drink has been spilled on them. Oh, yeah. That's a credit to us. We've done some very we've done some very episodes. So, so here we are, you have our setting, Phil Grimes in the snug where we love to be, where we recorded basically a lot of our early episodes and where we've recorded several episodes since. A great setting to talk about Disney films, right? Oh, so Firstly, we're going to talk the remake of Aladdin. Sonia, I'm going to come to you first as the Princess Jasmine of our friends. Oh! Holy crap! Stop, stop hitting the microphone! <laughs> No problem. As the Princess Jasmine of our friends, what did you make of Aladdin the remake? So I was really, really nervous about it because I was really afraid that it was going to be so shit and I couldn't in my mind figure out how they were going to transfer this into a real life film. And my god, they did a brilliant job. It was perfect. It was perfect. It was just visually stunning. All the original songs were there. Aladdin was such a babe and Aladdin was such a babe. I am meant to that. Oh my god. And it just feels like, like perma on my baby the whole time with my jaw is sore. I'm smiling and laughing so much. And like, at one stage when the whole new world was about to come on, I almost got up on my seat to squeal and jump oh. for joy because it was just so beaut
I want to pick up on one word you used there because I think it absolutely hit the nail on the head. That's laughter, because the original, while it's very good and while it is light humoured, it's it's not a comedy. Whereas this, like Will Smith, infused so much comedy into this film. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I thought he was really good. I oh, think though, I think the yeah. original one was funny from like Robin Williams' perspective, yes. whereby he was able to do a lot of impressions. Yeah, and, like yeah. you know, like I think like the humor in that was like amazing. But in this one, like the like the interaction between Aladdin and the genie, like, yeah. there's just absolute I, constant yeah. humor in that, I, and it's amazing. Like, and I think you're right. Like, I think the problem would have been if. Will Smith tried to to channel Robin Williams' exactly. version of the exactly. Yeah. it would have failed. Yeah. But like because he made it his own. That's yeah. it. He's it just kind of like yeah. cool. Like, yeah. yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't trying to be Robin Williams. He, he was himself. But he still kind of respected Robin Williams in the same sense too. Like he still like emphasized a couple of like signature Robin Williams lines in his own way. Yeah. I thought that was really good. Um, I think Owen right. Sonia said it was perfect. We have one minor gripe with it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Tell us about your minor gripe with the film. Yeah, so I suppose like all the songs are included in it from the original. Except the thing is the is the Joanne like the genie or sorry, Joanne uh, Jafar becomes a genie. Yeah. And I think it's not like a Prince Ali kind of score in itself. It's not like a song. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like a, I think it's like an evil Prince Ali. Yeah. So that's that's excluded from it. But everything else is included, right? But uh, they also maybe to replace that song <laughs> they added in a song for Jasmine who has a killer like very very powerful role in this one which she didn't have in the original one yeah. but the song that they have for her like would would have gotten like new poids in the original it was shocking. Well, I think it was cheesy enough to get a couple of points. Like, <laughs> no, like you get cheese know. points in the Eurovision. Yeah, which, yeah. by the way, I boycott this year just to throw that political jibe in. But, moving swiftly on for that shite, the thing that I loved about this film um, is, and I think everyone's touching it so far, that relationship between Aladdin and Genie, which, even though it's brilliant in the animated one, it's two-dimensional. Because you can't see the depth of expression or anything. Whereas, like, yeah, 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 exactly. It's literally like, <laughs> <laughs> it's literally too deep. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, and I thought that was a credit to the actors. Because I said to you guys when we came out, I said I thought the actor playing Aladdin for the first five ten minutes I was like, oh, he's actually not great, but he actually ended up being really, really good. Um, <laughs> He was actually saying saying that right. I I kind of did have that that uh, like the very start. So I was like, you know, because I was only expected to be disappointed, like you know. So I I was a bit overcritical at the start. But one bit, I think it's like near the very first like scene where you see him, and like he just does this like kind of sideways grin that like the cartoon character. Yeah. Oh my god, he has a nail! He is a yeah. like, so And he has that divilment as well about yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. Kira, like, I mean, 
compare the animated one to the live action one what you make like how, how would you contrast them would you find anything contrasting about them I mean it, I think like it's 100% the best adaptation that they've done so far agree and totally it surpassed my expectations so my expectations were being kept a bit dampened down you know yeah. can, kind of can, can I ask you Jungle Book was a huge letdown for me did yeah. that kind of nearly prejudice you going in? I think so. But, yeah. but as well, like, because for me, I mean, I think the main thing about Disney films is the songs. Yeah. yeah. And the Jungle Book, like, you know, the songs were a big letdown. They didn't yeah. have half of them. And Bare Necessities was a disappointment. So I think I was kind of like, oh, they're going to do the same in this. We're not going to get all the songs. We're going to get different versions of them. I think the fact that they stuck to that they kept what was like perfect about the original one and brought it into this one and yeah. then I think what they did better in this one is Jasmine's role yeah 100% you know, yeah. it's like a stronger female role compared to like the first one but the performance value of all the songs was yeah. like as big if yeah. better Prince Ali was even better like yeah. it's, and it's the only live action song I think that has been done even better I think Tale as old as time and Beauty and the Beast was really really was good perfect. but then the animated one is so good too so yeah. yeah whereas I think Prince Ali actually surpassed the animated one and yeah. the, the, the thing with Jasmine's role I, I'd like to put to you is um, I thought something that was really subtle and not overly obvious but was very symbolic of I suppose pe- people like Disney Corporation and stuff finally copping on to like equality and promoting women and promoting minorities and all this is the fact that he made Jasmine the Sultan and made it her decision as to oh yeah but sure like but like that's the like it's a minor tweak and, and everyone's seen the Latin anyway except for me but he did actually I I, I <laughs> maybe we should throw a spoiler tag in um, but I, th- I, I thought that was really really good I thought it was just a little nod to actually like it's it's completely her choice it's not her father saying oh you're going to marry this lad now like that's what's been amazing about Disney I think over this past decade is the progression of female characters and the cultural yeah. aspect of bringing Disney to you know the rest of the world that is you know Mulan and you've got yeah. Mulan and you've got Jasmine and you've got Absolutely. Especially when you consider how much of a big of a race is what this was. Do you know, um, I remember watching this brilliant YouTube video before where uh, basically like the scene where they, um, they're in the jungle book, the animated jungle book, where they're all like, the, the monkeys are prancing, prancing around, saying like, Ubi do, I want to be like you, and they do the little trumpet solo. They actually took that from um, the, the trumpeteers who were all African-Americans playing the song. They just started walking around the place when they were playing it. So they actually adapted that into the animation. And he, it was basically him equate. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was there were subtle racial undertones to it, which those when you find that out as an adult, it almost like uh, spoils a bit these like the animated films in the thirties, forties, fifties, and that. Whereas now that they've modernised them and brought them back and made them live action, it just gives you a, a new appreciation for the film. I know, yeah, but like having said that, 
what, what percentage of the population then was racist? Anyway, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like, I need to give like, a historical context. And, yeah, like people just were like racist. And, like it's not like it's it was it was the in thing to be racist. Like you know, it was the norm. Like yeah. So speaking about racist times, the 1930s <laughs> was was uh, so so what, to, to, to give the listeners background why going back to the 1930s. So today I printed off every single film that Disney has produced or been involved with uh, from the first one to Dumbo. So 740 films since 1937. So they've got through an awful lot, like crazy. Got through an awful lot. Yeah, 19, so the first Disney film was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and it was 1937. 1937, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. So I, I'm looking here, right? I'm going to call out the first six Disney films to you guys, and I'm just going to say, for me, there's five out of six absolute bangers that stand the test of time. So, Hold on. Right, first six, can we guess them? Well, well you've all seen the list. <laughs> The list has been passed around. So, you, did, well, you can guess. You, you okay, so I, I guess. have a guess on one. So, um, so you know the first one, Snow White and Seven Dwarfs, nineteen thirty-seven. Right. I'll give you five bonus points if you can guess the years. <laughs> right, Cinderella. Uh-uh. Oh. Um, Pinocchio. Yeah. <laughs> and the year? Uh, 1941. No, 1940. Ah! Oh. And it's the second one though. So there's nothing between 37 and 40. Well, sure, okay. it's back then, it took a lot more. Yeah, animation and stuff, yeah. They need a little rake of funding, like, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sleeping Beauty. No. Fantasia. Fantasia's number three, and it's the same year as Pinocchio. Oh. Big here? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm gone. I'm gone. Right. So, in 1937, we have Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And then in 1940, we have Pinocchio and Fantasia. Three year lag between them. And then in 1941, there's the Reluctant Dragon that I've never seen. And then 41, we also have Dumbo. And 1942, Bambi. Bambi. Dumbo and Bambi. So, it's actually quite, there's quite a darkness. Like, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs has some very dark scenes. Uh, Pinocchio, yeah, not so much. Fantasia is quite dark at times. Oh, the whale scene, yeah. But it's not. It's not as fucking dark as Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, though. Because when you're a kid, you watch it. You don't watch it through a dark prism. Oh my god! I watched Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs with my cousin's like little child. I was minding for an hour for my mother one day, and I was like, "This shit is dark." Like. Um, yeah. So there is a dark, like Dum- Dumbo is quite dark, Bambi yeah. is quite. Cinderella, not so much. But Cinderella's not in the list, Owen. Owen's wrong. Fantasia, Fantasia, Fantasia. I thought it was scary about Fantasia's music. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually beautiful. Brilliant music, yeah. But they are quite dark for children's films, like there's, you know. Yeah. Uh, children's just gone soft now, like. But yeah, you I definitely, mean. but you wouldn't get that kind of darkness yeah. in a child's film nowadays. Yeah. Did you say Bambi was in that? Bambi is, Bambi 42. Without a doubt, the but what's ama- what 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 stands I've never seen Bambi. Yeah. Oh my God, what's oh my God, happened? You've never seen Bambi. Never seen it. What stands out for me here is five of the first six, right? Bangers. There isn't a single one that stands out to any one of the modern era then until 1950. 16th Disney film is Cinderella. And then five in a row, right? Cinderella, Treasure Island, Alice in Wonderland, the story of Robin Hood and his Merry Men, and Peter Pan, all come out within three years of each other. So it's like it's almost like they're 
1950 to 53. So there's eight, there's eight years. Yeah, but there's eight years of not too much, and then all of a sudden it's it's very much redemption stories. So it's very interesting, like the the kind of timeline of it all. But like the production value in Cinderella. Alice in Wonderland in particular and Peter Pan is actually very good for its time I think like yeah it was 1950s yeah so Peter Pan was definitely Technicolor anyway Cinderella yeah Cinderella so Sleep Beauty actually I don't have that highlight in the list because I didn't see it Sleep Beauty is later I think Sleep Beauty is 1959 also in 1959 I won't say it, I'll wait for later. But, something that stuck out to me, right? So all of these, and I don't know if some of these are actually live action films or not. 1957, Old Yeller. I've never actually seen that. You've never seen it? No, but I know the story. I think I saw it when I was younger, but I haven't seen it since. I love the episode of Friends where they're watching Old Yeller and Phoebe's never seen the ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I did a show at the end and as an adult. The end. You're the anti TV. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, brilliant. And then, like, so basically, like, all the other 57, Sleeping Beauty's 59. Um, yeah. So, the next, for the next, like, uh, for the next 30 years, there's only a handful that I pick out, right? So you have uh, 1963, The Sword and the Stone. That's a film I completely forgot even existed until I printed this list. And as a child, I loved it. Yeah. 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 Might have something to do with my latent republicanism as an adult. Like, <laughs> I kind of ignore it a bit, but uh, so that's 63, and then 67 is the Jungle Book. But that's actually a live and that's a live um, action one because the Rudyard Kipling adaptation of the animated Jungle Book isn't until the 90s. Uh, Robin Hood is 73. And then 1977, then we finally get the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Um, and for me, like, I've gone through them all there. There's actually nothing really to me that sticks out until then. So I think, like, I'm saying there's 30 years of Disney producing an awful lot of films compared to the early days, but they're, like, gone quantity over quality. Until all of a sudden in 1986 they seem to hook up with Touchstone and they start making all rated films that are live action. So the first one which I've never seen is Down and Out in Beverly Hills. But that's in 1986 and then in 1987 all of a sudden we get some really good films that Disney produce that are not like their animated kills films. So I want to throw a few films out there and I want to see what you make of them. I don't even know if you've seen them or not. So Three Men and a Baby. And I never knew that Disney were involved. Until I printed this list, three men and a bit, and I just think Tom Selleck is brilliant in absolutely everything he does. Like again, and again, he's brilliant in Friends too. I think it was what like Disney must have fucking shares in Friends or something because there's a lot of fucking overlap. Um, Wait, when is he in Friends? Oh yeah, he's Richard. You just don't recognise him because he's old Tom Selleck at that stage. Do you want to? Do yeah, he still has the stash. So, two movies in a row that they released were talking about another iconic actor. Two Men and a Baby, Good Morning Vietnam. Great film. Great film. I've never seen it. Robin Williams is superb in Good Morning Vietnam. Ah, oh, he is superb. Sonia, you really have to watch that. I've never heard of it. We'll get together. Okay. That would be great.
host a radio show for yeah. like the, 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 the army in Vietnam. The army in Vietnam. And it's He's so like completely like. I do like I love Robin Williams anyway, yeah, yeah, so I yeah. just feel like you know, it, with him in it, it'll be good. What was the what was the film we watched there like there a few months ago? Uh, Broadway. Mr. Fire. No, <laughs> no, but a great film. <laughs> great film. Um, yeah. No, we watched uh, Patch Adams. Patch Adams. Patch Adams is super. Oh, wow. But like, God, what a film. So good. I can I can very I can't really think of any bad films in like Goodwill Hunting, even the Birdcage, the Birdcage, uh, the one where he's the English teacher or Captain Dead My Poets Captain Society. Dead Poets Society, like fuck me. But he does a really good balance of like humor, but also like serious dark. Which unfor- unfortunately is actually a, ver- a mirage know, of his life, yeah. you know, and, and and the way things worked out for him because fuck me, I love that man so much, like. Um, so 1989, Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Great film. Superb. Never seen it. Se- You're like the knee of my live action films from the late 1980s. 80s, I really miss series. Ali's at the Coney's like three years ago. I've never seen it. Okay, so everyone thinks it's being kind of You haven't seen it either. I've never seen it, but I have I, seen Honey I Shrunk yeah. the Kids. Great film. It's funny because I think the Goonies just about bypassed us like. Yeah, because yeah. I have all the cousins who swear by the Goonies, and then, and then to me I'm like, well, the little rascals is way better. <laughs> but that's not a Disney one for the first. Um, so that's the late nineties, and then guess what Disney were involved in? Pretty Women. Thank you, folks. And of all time, Disney were involved in producing Pretty Woman. Were they? 1989. Well, listen. Is it Touchstone? Touch, so Touchstone, yeah. So Touchstone, Touchstone were the ones, but Disney were involved with them, so it was a collaboration. They must have bought Touchstone or something, or, or set that up as their live action company. Yeah, I'd say they must. The, the, uh, I, I've no idea about the ins and outs of the business owners, because half these films, I've no idea Disney were involved in. But yeah, Touchstone started in 1986, and then by 1989, they produced um, Pretty Women. All right. Pretty women. There's a few. The alternative pretty women. <laughs> oh no, sorry, it's 1990. But the, the last thing is right. That's X-rated. Pretty women. 1990. So up until 1990, Disney have produced from 1937 to 1990 there's a lot of shite in there but fuck me like they've they start to absolutely like find their fucking niche I think so uh, 1990 to 1995 they start to to vastly produce so there's stuff in here like uh, Space Invaders and all that kind of stuff but then all of a sudden 1991 Beauty and the Beast comes out this is the stars of the golden this is so I've literally written down here the start the start I've literally written down the start of the second golden wave. Yeah. Because I think. But this is our this is our generation. Yeah. Yeah. I so, so you have the, the initial golden wave. It's an amazing that like like it hit hit in the nineties. Like literally, it is our generation of films. Like you know, like I think that's why that we grew up with. Yeah. I think that's why probably Disney resonates so much with us. Like yeah. Like everything Disney is just like amazing to me. Like the Pixar of the two thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent agree. Because you get nineteen ninety one Beauty and the Beast, right? The couple I've picked out, 1992, Touchstone and Disney come together to produce Sister Act. 
Wow. Yeah. I did not Sister Act was uh, Disney and Touchstone. Then Aladdin was also 1992. Well, That's a bit disappointing. Yeah. Last film that they produced in 1992, The Muppets of Christmas Carol. Oh. 1992 that is like. I would have thought that was like 96, 97 in my age, yeah. Jim Henson company at that stage. Oh, obviously did then, yeah. They must have if they brought it to Christmas. But it's the, it's the first mention I can see the Muppets anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, they must have. So this is, this is the thing, because we come into that, that again later on. So they're, like, they're acquiring, like, they're acquiring companies yeah, they're all the time. Yeah. Like, if you think about... So that, this, that dramatic increase in production is them acquiring, I'd say, more than... Like, Disney nowadays is acquiring fucking every company, everybody, like, like oh. that... Like that have, list is going to explode this year. Oh, I have a bit of explosion chat in a minute, right? <laughs> uh, 1993, do you remember Alive? Did you see Alive, ever see Alive, the one with the airplane? Oh. That's with, that's with Touchstone as well, obviously. It's not an animation, aren't it? <laughs> but they're, they're playing that crashes. The, and the, the, is it the Chilean rugby team or a football team or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a bit of cannibalism and everything. Yeah. I remember seeing that as a child being traumatised. That's 93, right? Oh, hold on. I'm, I'm going ahead of myself. 93 also. Like, this is one of the films that defined my childhood, like, scared the shit out of me for years, but I fell in love with it eventually. Hocus Pocus. Oh, I love it. Hocus fucking Pocus, like. Like, every, every Halloween, I'm like, yeah. without I, have fear. To, I have to get that in. Like, it's like the Home Alone of Halloween. Yeah, yeah. it is. And I mean, I think, like, Sarah Jessica Parker's best role. Yeah. 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 She's yeah, all downhill from there. Yeah, all downhill from there. She just ended up writing sex columns. Yeah. 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 So we can look it up and we get back to you with who the other witch was. 93 is a fucking brilliant year for Disney because we've had, uh, well, Alive, I think, is really good. Focus, focus. And then back to back releases from Disney. Cool Runnings. Wait. Feel the rush. Get out of this bustling time. As I'm saying, man, you know, you can't believe. And I have a Tim Burton one for you guys. That the I had on before Christmas. The fucking Nightmare Before Christmas. I love it. That is superb. Brilliant film. Songs and art, quality. Yeah. yeah. Jack Skellington. Yeah. I'd love to. I'd love to try and dress up as him for Halloween or something. Do some crack. I'd have to lose a heap of weight, like. <laughs> it's actually funny though, because it's like, it's a, it's a weird kind of mix of film, because like, do you watch it at Christmas or do you watch it at Halloween? Like, I think there's, you can just fight both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, brilliant. Right, so that's 93, so we get into 94, and we have uh, Roger Kipling's The Jungle Book. Yeah. Which for me, I think is interesting, because when you actually watch the animated one I don't think there's much difference between that and the animated Cinderella in terms of production value 
Yeah. True. Yeah. I would have thought that was older than Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. For me, it has the 50s, 60s vibe. And I wonder, is that Disney trying to get back in touch with themselves a bit? I don't know. It'd be interesting to ask yeah. whoever was involved. Oh, it's 1994. Is is, is Toy Story is usually significant in modern animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1995 Pocahontas comes out. So Pocahontas and Toy Story are out in the same released the same year. Yeah, very different styles. What year is Lion King? 94. 96. Lion King is 94. Lion King. Lion King isn't 94. Because I highlighted it somewhere. No, I can't find it. If you go back to 94 there, I'd say you find it. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I find it? This is making for a terrible podcast. The liking is definitely not Next point. Next point. Is but, okay. I want to make a point in 1995 before we... Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's so I must have deleted it back and got the list when I was popping it in format. Like, I was in five in Ireland though. <laughs> I, was like, you know, you I know what that is. Like, like six months later. All these years in care. That's the US at least. Alright, so I'll have a I'll have scenario there, thanks. Yeah. Uh, so, right. Uh, Pocahontas 1995. So, as you correctly point out, Owen, Toy Story is in 1995. It's not on this list, and why is that? I'm not going to ask you because I know you know the answer. Kira, do you know why? I know, I know. Why Toy Story isn't on this list? So, I don't know, but I'm guessing. So, I know it's Pixar, and I'm guessing maybe Disney did before Pixar till after Toy Story? Definitely. Correct. Pixar producing Toy Story to the quality that they did has completely revolutionized modern animation. And it, like, t- uh, Disney acquired them because Disney couldn't actually match them, so they ended up acquiring them. And I, I, I think the fact that Pocahontas, The Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, they're all within a couple of years of each other, but Toy Story is miles ahead of it in terms of production value. Yeah. It just, it's, it's, it's a brilliant, brilliant that like a small, an independent company produced that. And then like, I know they get bought out by Disney, but it actually completely revolutionizes. I can see why they got bought out by Disney, because it was their first film. Yeah. Pixar's first film. They did, they released a short film that won a lot of awards that actually in the original Toy Story VHS is played before it. Oh yeah. Uh, Cause I remember, cause I got, I, Toy Story's first film I went to see in the cinema. And my grandmother bought me the VHS then that Christmas. Yeah, so or the VCR, whatever you call it. The, what was VHS? No, VHS, no, VHS was the tape. The VCR yeah, was, was the recorder. Ah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I get you now. Um, so that's like that's ninety five. Ninety five is usually significant to this. And then right, there's a couple of fucking absolute belters in the rest of the nineties. So the Dalmatians live action, hundred one Dalmatians. Oh, that was great. Oh yeah. And that's probably one of the. I'm gonna stand up for the live action. I like live action Fair enough, I'll give you that. That's why I once dressed up as Corrado de Mel actually. Yeah. Those pictures are on Facebook if you want to look. 
I was like nine or ten. So that's actually 1996. Uh, I don't think there's anything worth of note in 97 apart from Hercules and George of the Jungle. Oh, Hercules. 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 Yeah. So I'm really surprised by this because I had this down as like a 2001 2002 film. Mulan is 98. Yeah, New Year was the best. Yeah. I'm going to give you three films in a row that were released, and it's just so contrasting that Disney were involved in. One with Touchstone, the other two Disney released themselves. Enemy of the State, A Bug's Life, and Mighty Joe Young all came out within a couple of weeks of each other. A Bug's Life, great film. Yeah. And Mighty Joe Young was so. Tarzan was 99. The Sixth Sense was also 99. Yeah, tar- well, I think Tarzan is a bit. They brought out George of the Jungle a couple of years beforehand, and it was a bit kind of like. It's a, it, no, it's a bit much of a much inside. Yeah. The Sixth Sense, Disney were involved in that. Really? Yeah. What? It was Touchstone, was it? No, it just says Hollywood and Bracket Links. Hollywood. Yeah. Good old Hollywood. Good old Hollywood. <laughs> Toy Story 2 was 99. So, they were, so like that just tells you how much Pixar brought everything on. Toy Story 2 was still in the 90s. I just never got into the really? Because Toy, Toy Story is my big thing for my childhood life. I've never ever got into it. It was like my least, my least favorite. I know. I can't believe it. I don't know if that's what I would say about it. Like, so I am a big Toy Story fan. While I just have a few good songs, it doesn't have like the same kind of belter as again. Like, See the songs aren't part of the dialogue. But Toy Story is the ultimate imagination film like. It's the ultimate like what yeah. we did as children film. Uh, that's why I resonated this week because I was literally like fucking we were literally Andy's age as Andy was growing like yeah. which which like makes me shed a tear at Toy Story 3 but we, we won't get so we entered a blockbuster movie era and a big budget 2003 Pirates of the first Pirates of the Caribbean comes out Johnny Depp's been fucking Jack Sparrow for 16 years Jesus I was before I yeah but Disney got the fucking big budgets wrong at times. 2003 Pirates of the Caribbean, massive success. So they decided, right, Lord of the Rings is just about finished. So the third Lord of the Rings was released in 2003, 2004, I think. They were Return of the King. 2005, they released The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And it went fucking shit. It was horrendously bad, like. You're better off not seeing it. And then, like, basically, from then on, it's just a series of... Uh, there's there's a massive, massive increase in film production. There's some really good films in there, but a lot of shit as well. But before we wrap up this segment, I just want to throw a few films towards you. Ratatouille 2007. Okay, so Ratatouille... I went on... Me and my girlfriends, for our 30th week, we all went on a trip to Disneyland Paris because we're all in Disney with yeah. And we had the best time. And we went on the like, last ride. No, no, it wasn't last ride. One of the rides that we went on was the Ratchet ride. I don't know if you guys have been on it. So you, you sit in these little like carts, two people in carts, and they like spin around and around and around. 
down and they're going like really fast and kind of like the tilt world or like the teacups, but yeah. you don't have control over it. And then you're transferring through the different scenes in the movie. So you have a big screen and then you have like a pop set up, so you're going through rooms and in and out. Pukes my brain Classic Sonia. Like vertigo on the ground. I haven't even had like anything to drink about saying. Ah, I'm off it. I'm off it. Tell the truth. So can I just say it? And so it scarred me. I can't. I can't. I can't come Fair enough. 2007. That was 2008. One of the most underrated films of all time. I think it comes out. Wally. Wally is right up your street. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'll just give you the list, and you need to go through the highlight ones. Oh, it's such a fucking I must think the ants Wally. I must think the ants for it. Wally, it's not Wally. Wally. No, it's it's it's, it's two separate. You have to separate the syllabization. It's Wally. Um, yeah, you were saying Wally. You were kind of saying like Wally Welsh. Wally Welsh. Actually, Wally might be a listener. Shout out to Wally. I see you training in a few weeks. Um, Toy Story 3 came out 2010, so it's been nine years since the last Toy Story, and it's coming out in three weeks' time. And then uh, 2010, yeah, 2010. Yeah, it makes sense because like I remember we were in college, college at that stage, and it was all about like him going to college, and it yeah. was like oh, it was it was just very like matched up with our own life stage. Yeah, and I cried. Oh. It's the only time I've ever cried in the cinema, that and Senna. Uh, 2010, Tangled also came out in 2010. I mm. fucking love Tangled. Mm. It was fun to see the Mother Knows Best is a brilliant song. I, I was a big fan of Tangled. I, I'm the only one in the room. I'll, I'll move on from Tangled, so. We were fan of Tangled. Frozen was 2013. Huh? Frozen is six years old. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I mean, it feels like it's been around for longer. Yeah, yeah. That, um, I think if anyone, if anyone works in pediatrics, like, yeah. Frozen yeah. has been around. Any, Frozen any, has been around. Anyone who has a six or seven year old kid. That Jasmine yeah. song was very Frozen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just out there. Oh, no, no. Frozen has great songs. Yeah. I but actually. You should put them in the same category as that version. What's your favourite Frozen song? Um, so 2012 actually was the first Mar- Marvel movie produced by Disney and it was uh, the Avengers just the, the Marvel's the Avengers so they bought obviously they bought it then just like so all the Iron Man films yeah Iron, Iron Man isn't on it Thor isn't on it so just they, they bought it when Oh, at yeah, 2012 yeah. Um, and then like they, they do Guardians of the Galaxy and, all that, and then it's just fucking an onslaught of Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy what I like about this is like they've done that and they're obviously focused on that but like Brave is 2012 Frozen is 2013 Brave is very good um, and then all of a sudden then I think they realise that I, I think as part of them acquire Marvel and they cry out for uh, female and minority characters and stuff, they realise that if they go back to their old stuff, so then they start doing the live action. So the Jungle Book is 2016. And the Jungle Book, the live action Jungle Book is a big letdown. But I think they're trying to reproduce their classics. And then that's how we end up here tonight watching Aladdin. So um, that's just a, like we've just literally gone through fucking. They also acquired Star Wars after that. Yeah. So there's a rake of. There's a lot of Force Star Wars in there Star, too. Star Wars is coming in there. Force Awakens and stuff. Yeah. The Last in. Jedi. So there's a lot in there. Like there's an awful lot in there. 
Uh, and I, th- I think it's really interesting and I think we're going to take a break now we're going to refill our glasses and we're going to come back and chat about uh, pick out some particulars that we all enjoyed oh, I love it on the ball Right guys, so we're back in the room, the glasses are full and I just want to say a happy birthday because we're recording on, it's just past midnight, we're recording now officially on Saturday the 1st of June which is Simon Cahoon, friend of the podcast's birthday, so happy birthday Simon. Happy birthday! I think the glasses to Simon for his birthday. Yeah, it wasn't very... Wait, do it again, do it again. Do it, do it, do it in front of the microphone. That was more of a clunk, wasn't it? Than a yeah, that was a clunker. Because <laughs> you're getting very close there lads. We all took a soap, lads. We all took a delicious soap of our delicious drinks here in Phil Grimes. Um, right, so, right, I'm going to ask the, 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 my three friends here to close their eyes. Okay, close your eyes. They actually genuinely are. I, my, my eyes are open, they're closed. Right, place yourself in your six year old shoes. Like, as, as me and like... Yeah, you as a six... Shoes. Yeah, no, you as a six-year-old. <laughs> oh, sorry, okay. I was like, oh, no, my feet, no. my feet is Don't place 29-year-old on in six-year-old on shoes. That's not advisable. In fact, they do that in certain parts of China to keep to make their feet smaller. And <laughs> so you're in your six-year-old shoes, and I want you to imagine a Disney character that you think could be a suitable best friend for you. Oh. Okay, I'm sorry, I have like five answers. Okay, that's okay, that's okay, that's okay. Now... Try and narrow this list down by saying who would translate from six-year-old you into modern you as a great best friend in that entire time. Does that narrow it down? No, it probably gives you more answers. Right, open your eyes. Don't come to me first, I'm fucked. Okay, you're fucked. I think go to Sonia first, because I have one in mind, but I might change my answer. Okay, Sonia, give me... me, You have three, okay. okay. I couldn't possibly decide between three. Okay. And I know specific order. That's awesome. So, Dory, finding it. Grand, but she, she'd forget your birthday if you were Simon today, right? Yeah, but who cares? Because she's such a laugh and she's yeah. so much fun. And she's great, but she gives great advice. And she'll always be around with you. And she makes great friends with her. And she'd, ne- and she'd never remember the shit you get up to on a night out. Exactly. Everyone loves a friend like that. Yeah. Um, and then next would be um, Blue. That's who I was thinking. Blue is the ultimate. Yeah. Blue is a great show. He's so great. And then last are Timon and Pumbaa because most whatever. And they're like the most dynamic, dynamic duo. Can I ask you a Disney question? Scientists. Am I Pumbaa and his own Timon in your life? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We actually yes. are, aren't we? <laughs> like 150 million percent. That just came to me out of nowhere. <laughs> I love it. Uh, they're they fucking brilliant dancers. I haven't thought of any of them. Um, Timon and Pumbaa is a fantastic. That that is a completely brilliant dancer. Because I was trying to think of individuals and they come as a pair. I'm gonna allow it. That's yeah. I I think you've done really well there. Well, I was also so, thinking Blue. You were that also thinking Blue. Mind for me because he's like that real balance of kind of funny and like he'd make you laugh. Then I think he gives a great hug and he goes to like yeah. mind you and give you advice. And, yeah, and like, all there. Yeah. He's, he's useless when the shit hits the fan, but he can call Bagheera then, like, because Bagheera's going to hear him no matter where he is. And, but also, he absolutely owns Hercules Temple. 
And I mean, like, he's, he's open to modern society because he cross dressed. He's fluid. Yeah. Sexually, and blue Dubai beer. Yeah. Right, Owen. Right, I think I have it right. So I'm six, okay. Yeah. So I, I actually think I need a bit of support at this stage, right? So I'm thinking of the fairy godmother from Cinderella. But like that wouldn't even really a best friend. It'd be more like a parent yeah. figure. But, but what I'd also try to is like the fairy godmother. Like how's she going to handle shots of chartreuse when you're fucking nineteen and you're in the classic? But don't mind that now. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be able to fucking manage them. I'd pay nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you just go up in an empty class and she'd. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I, yeah. No, I think like Joe, like growing up now, like from six to on the sesh, like that age. That like I'd say she'd mind you now, like you know, yeah. and, you know there'd be, you know, you wouldn't be asking for anything now, like you know, you, you, like you know, you want so, nothing, like you know, and like you know, even like even if you'd be going about, like she'd be able to kind of keep a watchful eye over you. Yeah. But is that really what you've wanted? So I don't. I'm, I'm going the opposite with mine, you see. Yeah. I'm going to flick from a bug's life. Cause uh, he'd be the loyalist motherfucker, yeah. but he'd go on some. You'd end up in the maddest situations, and he'd always fuck it up. But you'd have some crack. Right. Well, can I go then back to like, if I want someone mind me? Like I know there's kind of the wishes involved with the genie, right? But, like, That's a good one. So the so the genie so you're going Robin Williams genie after Aladdin has wished him free. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because that's the thing. Did you notice he became a human in the new one, yeah. whereas he was actually still able to do magic in the animated one because he like fucks off on holiday. I'd like him to still have a bit of magic about him, though. Like. Be able to count cards for you and stuff. Yeah, magical voice. Yeah. That's what he had. He had I can imagine I can imagine Will Smith doing that like and the genius are very good answer though. That is a good answer. I, re- I reckon, like, I reckon Aladdin or Abu would be a good answer as well. Or they probably come as Aladdin and Abu because you yeah. Timon and Pumba. They'd be a good answer. Aladdin be good later on in life, you know. I wonder, like stealing points for it. Yeah. <laughs> Mowgli wouldn't be bad either. Like that lad got some street smarts, like. Yeah. Oh, but it took ages. Yeah, but he did figure it out in the end. But, and, he, and he's a bit of a sap, like. He kind of falls in love at first sight with every girl he meets. Yeah, he might be a bit dependent, like. Yeah. He, he, he learned a bit. He, like, I put it this way, Jim. Mowgli has zero skill but the bare necessities. <laughs> oh. oh my god. Do you know the book by your man Rudyard Kipling? Yeah. Right? Like, he makes he, nice cakes, that lad. Yeah, he knows, yeah. Mr. Kipling. Mr. Kipling. <laughs> uh, in, in, in the, in one, the for the, one for the grannies there. <laughs> <laughs> it's your real demographic there. In, uh, in, the, 
in the book he murders Shere Khan. Yeah. Yeah. He fucking it's much much darker. Oh, it's much darker. Yeah. You see that? That's 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 something I, I meant to get at earlier. And I forgot to make the point because I made the point about the darkness of Disney in the first like fucking five, six years. That completely goes by the time the 50s come in. Do you know who'd wreck your head now? If you wouldn't like it's Bagheera. Bagheera? Bagheera, yeah. But you're looking for a chap to mind you and he's the ultimate minder. No, he's not. He's, he's overprotective. Is he a meddler? Oh, no, yeah, Do you know, as in, see the, the, other, the other people now who are minding me have yeah. magical powers. Like, you're just fucking head wrecker. Yeah, he'd be like, are you sure you want to do that now? Is that a good yeah. idea? Yeah, 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 yeah. Judgmental. He is, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who'd wreck my head as well? And I love him, but he'd wreck my head as a friend. Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Oh, stop. Do you know what? I'm pretty sure he is the reason why I hate Toy Story. I find him irritating. Yeah. Oh, no, he's a great character, but I wouldn't Ah, he's brilliant. He's brilliant, but he'd wreck my head as a friend. Do you know who I'd fucking love as a best friend? Fucking Slinky Dog. Slinky, yeah. Slinky Dog would be a great pal. Or the dinosaur, T Rex. Rex, Rex. Yeah. 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 And he protects you as well. Yeah, he. Well, no, he wouldn't. Takes a break, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good crap. Good crack, like, yeah. yeah. Ham would be serious on the points. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'd be serious on the points. Yeah, he would, yeah. <laughs> Who I love from... So, Mr. Potato Head. He, fucking he sings a few. I say, Mrs. Potato Head, I drink him under the table. Yeah. <laughs> Two gins. Yeah, she'd be a gin head, I'd say, yeah. I think from like recent years, I love uh, Big Hero Six. I would want oh. him. He'd be a great best friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he'd be such a good best friend. You've been busy trying to be oh, an adult when we've just like reneged our adult responsibility. I, I actually have the full. I actually have the full list of Disney films with your years here handy, so I'll find out when Big Hero Six was. 2014. We were at the Irish Absolutely, premiere. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it was 2014, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, uh, actually, there's there'll be some great pals. Um, right. So, I this wasn't written down, and I just thought of it on the spot, but I'm going to throw it out there, right? So, I actually, like, I don't like when you go off script. Yeah, but I love when I go off script. So, two people at the table are engaged each other. So, we're going to try and remove any sort of jealousy or or any <laughs> any sense of infidelity from this. However. If you could choose a Disney character to be your lifelong partner, lover, and Aladdin. Oh, Aladdin! I think it's very hard to say because we just came from yeah. Aladdin, and but he was also, amazing. Like, I also, like when I was six, fairy was godmother. Like, <laughs> are you kidding? What is your oh, I'm messy. Fairy godmother. I'm messy. She'll be much small for you. <laughs> She'll be much good in the sack. Oh. Although Kira did compare you to them sausages yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, sorry, lads. That was an inside joke. No, I, I apologise for that. <laughs> right, so uh, the girls are going for Aladdin. Right, Owen, yeah. we need to have a discussion about the women here. But see, I feel right. So just to expand on our Aladdin point. Yeah. Obviously, I know we're coming straight from Aladdin, so we're like on that buzz. But also, like a lot of like the Disney male characters are kind of sad. He's charismatic. Yeah, he he has a bit of bosom. Yeah. Street smarts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. There's a lot of Disney princesses. And, and, like, and you know that he'd give you a good time as well. Like. Yeah. He'd say he'd, 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 get, he'd get the lad in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. <laughs> you weren't calling Aladdin for nothing. <laughs> 
like Jesus I think they like he, he take on a metaphorical magic carpet ride like, he show you a whole new world what about ourselves who do you have well I, we had this conversation today in work and um, as, I, a, as a lifetime partner yeah, we, we obviously so, so I, I, I put I, I put I put Rapunzel forward today at work and Owen's response was, but you have to give up doggy style. <laughs> sorry, because our hair is getting away. And I'm not fucking editing that out. <laughs> that genuinely was his real time response to me saying Rapunzel. But uh, I know we've just come from the cinema, that Jasmine was a babe. She was gorgeous. She uh, and, and, and 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 a very powerful woman. Very powerful woman. <laughs> like 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 you would fucking wash her dishes for her. Like you yeah. know, not a bother. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just give up the Eurovision love. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe uh, who was the one from, uh, one from the Frozen? The two. The two. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, but it's two two words, one bush. <laughs> um, I I actually prefer Anna than Elsa to be honest because um, <laughs> I've already documented two for redheads on this podcast, uh, which is awful because Neil's blonde. <laughs> you go, or you have Elsa, I have Anna, and then we're sorted. And you you both share Aladdin. Aladdin's got a great deal here. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Like, hey, the other princess is like. Hey, Mulan, Mulan, no. Mulan's pretty good. Cool. Pocahontas is sung as well. Mulan's a. Yeah, yeah. she's. She's fake lads around here. Hold on a second, I refer to the list. Mulan, our Pocahontas. Yeah, she's a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you get Lost in any sort of wilderness, you are so I have it, 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 I have it. Go on, spit it out. The Little Mermaid. Oh wow! Yeah. See your land. Both. Why? What? Like just because she's hot like or No, because wait, so she's a redhead. No, I I love brunettes. That's my fiance. But no, because like like, first of all, who's, who's your man over the sea? Uh, who's the father? Triton. Right? Fucking him on points, like. Imagine it, like, that would be fucking great. I mean, he could literally fucking... He literally lives in the sea, like, so he could drink younger... He could drink fucking drink all day long. Sea. He yeah. has some set of lungs in him, like. Yeah. Then, the songs. The songs. Yeah. You're roaring out the songs, like, the great crack. I'm sure, as, as, this is why you... This is why you want to marry Kira, like, you know, so... For the songs. The songs, yeah. Just for the songs. And, uh, I don't blame you after that. Well, <laughs> the ad break in this episode is going to be Kira singing. I definitely saved it. I definitely saved it. Um... I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a curveball out there because I think she's a bit of divilment about her, serious bit of divilment about her, and apparently she's a bit ranchier in the newest uh, movie that's coming out this month, Bo Peep from Toy Story. And she has and she has her staff like she'd she'd like she'd be into the kinky stuff with the staff like. Every time I 
but your question was like life partner. Yeah. But that's part of it. Right, that's all, that was Owen's life partner before we met Kayla. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we've done friend. Uh, we've done. We've, we've got. blow peeps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she Fucking off she doesn't blow sheep. <laughs> that was a good one. So, <laughs> right. Give me a Disney film that you think is vastly underrated. Sonia. See, I didn't know that Disney was a part of this. Like, Disney produced or Disney made? Anything. Go anywhere you want. There's no rules in Snowcast. This is hard. This is hard. Was Dreamhouse a little baby? Popular? I came to it later in life. I came to it later in life. I think it could be one of those it would have been like the big big movie and exactly. the on a Saturday I, night and like I think for like a lot of those films that when they hit the cinema they weren't that popular yeah. and then it ended up being like cheap to buy it from, for RT or I, whatever, I right? don't, I don't because yeah. it was like overplayed or like they bought the rights I, I don't think there's a person under, under 26 that knows what it is that's true so really? I, I think yeah. yeah I reckon so I think yeah. One, but from an animation point of view, I think um, Fantasia probably is, yeah. is a huge That's a great answer. It's what's going on the list. Richie Rich. Oh. No, definitely well, not. It takes, what do you know, it takes two with the Olsen twins. Was that Disney? That could be because the, the Olsen twins is a lot with Disney. Richie Rich, fuck, I used to love that film. No, I don't, I, I, I don't think Richie Rich. I don't think Richie Rich is. I think Richie Rich is the same people that did. Um, no, Richie Rich is the same people that did uh, Rascals, I believe. I'm not seeing Richie Rich on the list. I, I'm going to say it's no. 90, it's 94 anyway. Well, we've had a bit of controversy with 94 already on this episode. Uh, I'm not seeing Richie Rich on the 94 list. Uh, Harvey Films, Silver Pictures. Nah, go, f- go fuck yourself, Harvey Films. Um, right, so, who are you choosing, so? Well... <laughs> It was Richie Rich, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I knew had access to the list earlier today. Uh, underrated, underrated. It's hard, it's not many. No, because there is, there is a few on it, right? Gone in 60 seconds. <laughs> that is, that's a quality film. That is... I think it's a disgrace that that's your answer for like, the most underrated Disney film. <laughs> but, like, if it's your answer, it's your answer. Why? Because... I think it. Uh, I think it is like. Un- I think it's underrated. Like. Okay. Oi. It's not di- like it's not proper Disney. That's that's, <laughs> that's nearly as bad as Martin Cal as an answer to a question. <laughs> hey, don't you not? Don't you not, General? <laughs> Fuck's sake! We're going to need to get some lawyers fairly soon. Kira. <laughs> What's your most underrated Disney film? I'm finding it really hard to find an underrated Disney film, to be honest. But, but the what thing- I am going to mention. I, actually, I always think that fucking Bedknobs and Broomsticks is very underrated. Is that Disney? That's not. I don't think that's Disney. No, I don't think so. But probably underrated, so we'll give you that. Um, yeah, no, but what I am going to mention is Darby O'Gale and the Little People. Oh, brilliant film, and I. I Wait. I, I intentionally didn't mention it earlier so that you could bring it up. <laughs> so, like, Darby O'Gale and the Little People is my brother's favourite film for about a year when we were younger, and he watched it on repeat. So, I probably watched Darby O'Gale and the Little People more than any other Disney film. Um, 
which is not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> and I don't, I wouldn't even say it's underrated. Like it's so shit, but like for me, it's so nostalgic. Like, yeah. like I mean, you know. I mean, Owen is basically Darby O'Gill reincarnated. Yeah. Constantly trying to find leprechauns and going on the beer, fighting lads. Yeah. True. Flying other lads with beer to. Yeah. Fighting banshees. Yeah, see if we can get a bit of money out. Yeah. You know? Anytime yeah. the wind howls, Owen's like, the fucking banshee is that? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's the most, like, so it's 1959 from your list. Yeah. And, I mean, it's the most cliche film of all, like, yeah. like, completely. But, like, it's hilarious. It's so good. It's the closest thing to Irish racism you're going to get in film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is fine by us, like. Ray <laughs> O'Toonan as well, though. Ah, uh, yeah. For she is my dear, my darling one. Sorry, Lennon McGuire. There's another one. Yes, Cathy. Ho ho! Beautiful. I'm going to go with A Bug's Life. Yeah, that's very underrated. I think it's criminally underrated. Yeah, that is a great film. Do you know what else is? The Emperor's... Oh, I was just oh, looking for that! Hey, I want to do a bit of a Bugs Life chat here first though. Go and shout though. I think that's a better shout. It is a better shout. Yeah. Anyway, I actually don't you, think a Bugs Life is underrated. Like, I feel like it's pretty up there. I don't think so. If you if you were to name your top five Disney films, top ten, a Bugs Life doesn't get most people's. That's Pixar, is it? A Bugs yeah. Life, yeah. 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 Um, the, like, but I think it's the first few Pixar movies. I think it's absolutely. Answers have nothing to do with Disney. 98 is a bug's life. So 100% 98. Uh, and 98? Yeah, 98 because it actually came it came out in Ireland in 99, and the reason I know is because the only me and Ian got to go see it in the cinema because Mark was being born at the time. <laughs> Fucking. Oh, there's one we haven't mentioned. Go on. Here we go. Monsters Inc. Oh! oh like, yeah. brilliant. Wait. Wait. And Moana. And Moana. Moana. I, actually, I actually think that Monsters Inc. is like a f- probably like a forgotten generation thing. It is. Because like, I think it came out like, say, like, no. what, what year did it come out? It came out in 2001. Yeah, so I think, I think those kind of early 2000 years was like, you know, like, like end of our, like, like end of our primary school years, where we're going into secondary school. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, right. So when you like, consider it, is, it is that kind of like transition bit. So like, ex- exactly. Oh, well, when you consider so Monsters Inc. Came out, Monsters Inc. Yeah. But Monsters Inc. came out the same year that to back up your point, Monsters Inc. came out the same year that Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone came out and The Lord of the Rings The Fellowship came out uh, in yeah, the exact yeah. same year so I think that's why it gets lost in the ether a bit whereas like say we're tw- so Ian Monsters Inc. is huge for Ian my brother who's 25 so he was 8 when Monsters Inc. came out so he wasn't that Lord of the Rings Harry Potter age yet so it, for his generation for, for he, people his age I reckon Monsters Inc. is a lot bigger but also at that right talk about like stuff that you really enjoy as a kid Monsters Inc. and A Bug's Life are possibly two of the best PlayStation games I've ever played. PlayStation 1. 
They're fucking brilliant. Both sides Monsters Inc. is quality. Ian got it. Ian rented it from Exhibition for a week. We were hoped we had to buy it at the end of the week. Do you remember that? Like when you do the weekly trip to Exhibition to rent a film or a game. I know, so good. And you spend two hours trying to pick something out. Yeah, just walk up now. So Exhibition was our version of it. There was a blockbuster in Blackpool and Cork, but Exhibition was in Blarney, so for us it was much handier. Blockbuster kind of came later on to us. Yeah. I like it came after like nearly the end of Blockbuster. Yeah. Like, yeah. When it, now. it was like a last desperate attempt for them to expand. Blockbuster was offered uh, to buy Netflix for like something like three million or something like that. Yeah. Like tiny, tiny amounts of money. Like they were offered to buy it, and then they were like, nah. They were like, they were like, nah. They were like, nah. This this streaming thing will never take off. But but ne- ne- Netflix. I know, fucking boss. But Netflix pretty much went bankrupt a couple of years after it came out and yeah. they just stuck with it like which yeah. is a testament to fucking perseverance um, so uh, can I mention one more yeah you can of course the Santa Claus oh! yes oh, no. is that the Tim Allen one yes yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah. 1994. Yeah, like the Santa Claus film, like it always kind of stemmed back to that. Yeah. And like they were always like, you know, was oh, that reinforcement? Yeah, you know they were like, oh sure, like you know the way like in the film he's like, you know he can expand the chimney. You know if you have any of those kind of questions, like how does fit? this happen? Yeah. How did that fat bastard fit down this chimney? Like, it's like the physics are all explained to you. Like. I know, yeah, but they're like, oh sure, can you not see he's magic like that, or you know he has a magic sleigh and all this, and it's like I think it was like I think in that film he is quintessentially Santa. Yeah, but Tim Allen plays him so well as well. So good. So right, guys, I'm going to draw you away from the the list there for a second. Oh, there's so oh, there's many. So many. Oh, do I have so many? So but listen. Okay, can I just read them out? We won't talk about that. Oh, Go on. No. Give, give it. <coughs> the ones that you didn't mention that we were like, wow. Yeah, and there, there's there's a couple of hundred there that you could mention, like. But a goofy movie. Oh. Yeah, brilliant. James and the Giant Peach. Oh. The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yes. Yeah. Oh, such a good one. And there was one more. But even even like the um. Oh. I can't find it. The, the parent trap. The, oh, the parent oh, trap. The water boy. Oh yeah. Oh, the water boy. Yeah. Oh, is that Disney? That is. So so yeah. So so Happy Madison in, involved with Touchstone then? No, because. <laughs> oh, Happy Ma- did Happy Madison come about after the water boy? Because he became Billy uh, Madison after that. No. Then, and Happy Gilmore. Uh, uh, no, it's a uh, it's it's Billy Madison. He Cinema, it's, it's, it's Happy Madison Productions. Happy Madison, yeah. yeah. Happy Madison so it's Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison. Yeah. But yeah, he starts up his own company then. Yeah. After that, is it? After that, I, yeah. I, I wasn't too sure on the chronology. Speaking of, speaking of the water bite, Water World, have you ever seen that? Oh, wow. Terribly brilliant, yeah, that's exactly it. Right, so guys, we, we, we've actually we've gone well over the air now, so I just want to, be, before we finish up, there's something I really want to fucking get out of you. Own tab. Yeah. What is your favourite song from a Disney film? 
Um, I don't even know how you answer this. Like, I, I, I have changed my mind a million times. I've changed my mind millions. Yeah, no, give as many as you want because do you know what? Great, if you're listening to this, this is turning into a feature length episode. <laughs> yeah, we might be here for another twenty minutes. We don't, we don't know yet. Um. Oh god, because there's so many, there's so many films, so many fucking films like. <laughs> Here, uh, I have a list of 740, pick one. Right. What's the song from Gone in 60 Seconds? <laughs> <laughs> Where they're like in the, uh, uh, and, and Nicolas Cage is doing the shaky hand thing to get ready to go. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's go. Let's go. Uh, um, should be Cobra should be 67. I'll, okay, I'll just give, I'll just give, um, maybe, maybe a whole new world. Yeah, it's, it's up there. It's hard to beat. It's very so hard to beat. Like. But I also, also, I hope we're not robbing anyone else's right. But I hope, I hope, because I think like Elton John is fucking magnificent. Songwriter, so I think like Can You Feel the Love Tonight is oh. it's really good, quality yeah. It's really song. good. Quality, quality, quality yeah. song. Oh, I was on a I was on an Elton John boat after a rocket man when we oh, saw the film. Mm. I I really? think yeah. yeah. I, Keep it Disney, Sonia. We're over time. <laughs> uh, I, I think Whole New World is really good. Uh, it's well up there. Sonia, can, you've three. I, three. They're all tied for first. So I just can't wait to be king. Yes. Oh, oh yes. The very yeah. yeah. And yeah. like, you can't, those three are just the best. We've done surprisingly little Lion King chat tonight as well, considering yeah. how yeah. good that is. Like, I think that's probably the best soundtrack. Yeah. yeah if yeah, I was yeah. going to pick one soundtrack, like, yeah. I think Aladdin and Lion King are probably yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. I'm going to say, I was going to say Whole New World as well. Yeah. I was going to say, like, for Lion King, I'm very torn between, I just can't wait to be king, with Batata, and Circle of Life. And can you feel it up tonight? So that's very hard to narrow down. And then I think Beauty and the Beast. Like Tell us all the time. Yeah, yeah. Because I was I, I was going to mention that. that. Oh, like Mrs. Potts. Oh, oh my God! Ever she sing it? Yeah. Crying and crying. Yeah. yeah. Her I, voice I feel, is just so like warming yeah. or something. I, I feel like I absolutely have to. Uh, give an honourable mention here to Mother's no- Knows Best from Tangled because I like <laughs> especially because we shared one of my stand-up gigs earlier on YouTube this week and I kind of slayed my mother in that whereas actually my mum was lovely and it's kind of like not a proper representation of what my mother is actually like uh, and she took exception to it on Facebook so I felt the need to say that Um I think Tale is all his time is up there with as good a song as it gets uh, and um, a whole new world. But also um, the bare necessities. But uh, King of the Swingers is like, oh, do you know what I mean? Oh, Hasn't oh, been mentioned. And that's actually been like, even the fucking Jonas Brothers have done it. Like, do you know, it's been, it's, it's yeah. really stood the test of time. Yeah. The King of the Swingers has to be up there in any conversation. Um, also, um, Under the Sea. Under the yeah. Sea. But also kiss the girl. Great. Guys. There's just so many. Hi ho. You're going to 1937. Oh, that's why you were. Oh. I'm doing my principal cup because the first time I went behind the piano. I think the one thing we can take, and I think Kara said it pretty much at the start of the episode, 
is that the songs in the Disney films are what really makes them classics. So I think if you look at the ones that I've highlighted, they all have brilliant songs, whereas the ones that aren't highlighted, they don't stick in the memory because there's no song to remember them by. And songs make it really easy to remember films. Um, so yeah that, that was a really good fucking conversation I really enjoyed that I, I could talk about this for another yeah, well, I, I, I reckon we're going to have another point and talk about this off here a little bit more <laughs> yeah. um, so I just want to say a couple of things before we leave first of all if you love what we do on the podcast please like follow listen and subscribe to us mm-hmm. like us on Facebook Instagram and Twitter we're at Snowcast and all of them also we have various tiers on Patreon you can support the Snowcast for as little as $1 a month and you, we have tiered options for $2, $5, $10, $20 and $50 a month so for less than the price of a cup of coffee you can give us two dollars a month to really uh, help us produce more video audio and um other content and <laughs> um, so that's it like the we've had uh, some fantastic quality guests on recently we're so happy to introduce more female voices to the Snowcast because we really feel strongly about that uh, we were very afraid of it becoming a boys club and we're so delighted that we've had Sonia, Kira, and we've a couple of more fe- like really good female voices lined up as well also we've had the likes of Finn Dwyer on from the Irish History Podcast and Alan um Maguire on from Juvenilia podcast recently as well as Sean Murphy from the Thirsty Thursday show a comedian here locally so if you want more guests like that who are really involved in other podcasts and really interesting things if you want more than that you can support us on Patreon to help us travel and take the time to uh, talk to these guys over a couple of points about various topics so patreon.com forward slash snowcast will get you anywhere between $1 and $50 a month to support us and listen if you think $2 a month like I, I'm not uh, confident enough to give those guys $2 a month they'll judge me because I'm only giving them $2 a month we won't the more people that give us $2 a month the better because it'll help us improve our uh, equipment pointing and uh, quality of production so thanks a million for tuning into the Snowcast I've really fucking enjoyed talking about Disney this week guys thanks a million for joining us tonight Uh, love having the girls on because they're fucking brilliant they're way more uh, elaborate than our our male friends (laughs) (laughs) our boyfriends guys Take home message for y'all is Slanchard Eve Galeer up the fucking green wave and uh, let's look after our country and our planet. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 